dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode number 126-ish, 7-ish. Somewhere around there. It'll be in the title. Yeah. We'll fix it later, man. <laughs> Happy belated anniversary, brother. Thank you, man. Celebrated 10 years this past Friday with me and the wife, man. Okay. We, uh, we uh, had a good time, man. We went to dinner. Uh, we got plans for New York in March, so we wasn't going to double dip <laughs> on no trip. So I talked her out of the double dip, uh, <laughs> save some money, and just head out there in March. So NYC, NYC. Had a, had a you know where y'all going to stay? We're actually going to be in Jersey, in Newark. Okay. That's where the party is. And then, uh, oh, okay. We're, okay. Too, we're too close to uh, New York for, for the wife not to be like, we're going to New York. So. Man, let me tell you this, Over bro. Over the bridge we go. Yeah, you, when y'all go to Manhattan, bro, when y'all go inside that Macy's, mm-hmm. the Macy's in Manhattan is like the size of two malls. Wow. Like, just the Macy's. Like, yeah, just the Macy's. But they got like every store inside the Macy's is its own store. So okay. they got their own Foot Locker, Finish Line, uh, Prada. Gucci store, guess everything. All yeah. the stores inside Macy's is a, but I'm like, it's just a mall, right? Like, no, it's Macy's. You can wow. use your Macy's card, da, 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 all that oh. stuff. You get, your, get your Macy's points. Yeah, and I'm trying like, to get you. So seeing my wife's eyes, she's like, really? Swipe, swipe, oh. swipe. I was like, yeah, we got one piece of luggage. Remember that. 50 pounds, bro. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. But something we love to do on this podcast is bring in guests. Absolutely. It's what we do. We bring in dope guests. We, have a good conversation about a little bit of everything. So we got the homie PK Sam in the building. Yeah. Florida State oh, NFL. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? What's good, man? Man, I'm good. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Yeah. For sure, for sure, man. Let's just jump into it, man. I want to know, because we had my brother on the podcast before, JG. He went to Bowling Green. You know what I'm saying? That's a MAC conference. Yeah. But <laughs> how does it feel to get recruited from a place like Florida State? Man, it was a whole different level, man. I can't even lie. You know, uh, being from Atlanta, everybody usually goes to UGA. That was just right up the road. Um, I still remember the day my dad, he was uh, checking the mail. I already committed to UGA, so I was a dog. And uh, he laid the little letter on the table and just walked off because he knew that was my dream school, so he knew it was about to shake up uh, some people. But uh, it was crazy, man. It was a blessing. You know, you, you open the letter, you see uh, that little Seminole head, mm-hmm. and then you go to a game, you hear that chop. Yeah. It was a rap, yo. So yeah. it was a blessing, man, for sure. How yeah. was those recruiting visits, though? You know, it's crazy. I was uh, I was a really good kid. <laughs> so I didn't take one visit. Really? Uh, I didn't take a visit, man. I was, uh, if you knew, like, the, the young PK compared to, like, what happened once I got to college, it was like two different dudes, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I was just really focused. I didn't want to go and, and mess something up. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just about business, you know what I'm saying? I knew I wanted to go, so I went down there on an unofficial okay, and walked into Bobby's office and was like, hey, I'm ready. You know, so I decommitted, came to Florida State. I never took a visit, though. Really? Uh-huh. How does the whole decommitment process go? Because you, like nowadays, 
you got your kids on Twitter making videos about where they gonna Crazy. go, and then four weeks later, like, oh yeah, about that. Uh, right. I'm gonna go here instead. I'm decommitting. And once a guy normally decommits after they've committed already, you know it's a wrap. They're not going there oh, at all. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, well, we still got a chance. That's what the right. that's what they try to sell you and everything. Yeah. Like, how does a decommitment process go? I mean, it's just like a, a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Once you <laughs> cut it off, <laughs> nine times out of ten, you're not going back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's a uh, it was tough because it was it was Georgia, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to deal with those people all the time. Um, but no, I just called up coach. I had my high school coach, kind of like my bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? Was like, Rick there at the time? No. So that's the crazy part is uh, a dude named Jim Donnan. Okay, was a coach, right? So this gets real crazy. So I decommit from Georgia. Jim Donnan dog cussed me out, just like you, you know. Cuss me out. 17-year-old kid, I'm getting cussed out by this grown old man. You know what I'm talking about? So I go to Florida State, and then Mark Rick takes the job at Georgia. So now it's really crazy because Rick was the brains behind Florida State. Right. That's what people didn't know. Right. But he loved Bobby Bowden, so out of respect, he didn't recruit me. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like He was just like, hey, if he comes, he comes, but I won't touch you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I got to be careful what I'm about to say. <laughs> Looking back, business-wise, right. to help where I wanted to go in the league, Rick would have been a better option. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Florida State, but if I was you know, wanting my, getting the uh, the stats I wanted, I would have gone back to right. To Georgia, so, so. I'll, I'll keep it real as well. You know what I'm saying? I am a huge Huge Ohio State fan. I am born and raised in the OH. Yeah, OH IO. But I fell in love with Florida State uh, probably around when I was in sixth grade when I saw Charlie Ward. Everybody did. And from then on, at first it just started like, well, I like watching this dude play. To like, yo, this dude is nice. Yo, these dudes is nice. Who is these dudes? And then I did my research and like, yo, these dudes is nice too. So I was like, well, I got two teams. And from basically sixth grade on, I've had two teams. And for me, I love the sport of college football more than I love my teams. So I follow everybody. I read up on everybody. I it's it's almost sickening to myself. Like I got a routine. When I go to the gym in the morning, I'm reading up on this. And it's just like it's what I do. It's what right. I love. And I love the NFL as well, but I love college football much more. College football is the best, man. It is. And everybody fell in love with Charlie Ward, you know what I'm saying? Especially and Florida State. And I don't I don't try to bring Racing the you know a lot of conversations, but it is what it is. Like Charlie was like the first black quarterback Facts. that was mainstream mm-hmm. that wasn't just running the ball. You know what I'm saying? You had uh, a boy from Nebraska, Tommy uh, Frazier, right? But he was like a running back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Charlie was like that two sport. Um, he was well spoken. He was clean. You know what I'm saying? He was somebody that um, I was from the suburbs. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have a lot of money, but I was from the burbs. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? So. It was like a dude I could relate to, and he was always on TV. There wasn't a hundred channels like there was now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you saw Charlie, everybody loved Charlie in Florida State. So uh, yeah, man, he was that dude. So when I finally met him a couple years ago, I was like a little kid. You know, I'm 35. I met him. I was like 32, and I, my heart was racing like I was a seven year old boy. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Mr. Ward. You know what I'm saying? And he was like PK. I was like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. You, you know who I am? So uh, 
But no, everybody fell in love with Charlie back then. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask, I gotta jump right into it because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the military um, during some of your college time, mm-hmm. and I can remember my roommate, big, big Florida State fan, and we got back from a deployment, and uh, I can, I just remember this day. I remember your name from this day, the Chris Ricks. I gotta talk about it. <laughs> I gotta talk about it. What is it like to be in a play like that? You know. Game winning touchdown for the state, you know, memories forever. Versus right, the Gators. Right, yeah. Right. Versus the Gators. Just want to know, like, what's it feel like to have 100,000 people just, I, like, I, I went back this morning and I had to go look at it and just watch it and watch the basket catch in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, just what, was, what's that uh, like, man? The crazy part is that it wasn't supposed to happen like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was just supposed to be like a 30 yard pass, get the first down, mm-hmm. stop the clock. We have a chance. And uh, it's crazy when you play sports. I know most dudes, when you really zone in, you can't hear the crowd. Yeah. But for a little bit, like the beginning of the round, you can hear it, you know what I'm saying? And then something like, it just sounded different. Like the crowd just like, it was like this, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Something was told me to gasping. look up. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so you weren't even looking? I wasn't thinking he was going to throw it. And then I heard like that just, it was just weird. And then it black, you know what I'm saying? Then it shuts off because then you start locking in. Yeah. But I heard the crowd, and I was like, "Oh man, he threw it!" You know, like. <laughs> and I looked up, and if you watch it, I was, I think I was looking over, I don't know, like the right shoulder. Then I had to turn and go back to the left, and it just fell in there. And I was like, "Oh, we about to party!" <laughs> <laughs> I threw the ball up, yeah. and my boy Willie Reed from Georgia, he was my roommate, still the homie right now. He was on the sideline like. Oh, you rich now? You rich? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen, but at the time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was just like, you know, we were 19, 20 years old, something like that. Yeah. Um, I hated the Gators my whole life, either being a Georgia yeah. or Florida State. Either way, I hated the Gators. Yeah. So um, I actually, like, politely kicked them out of my high school when they came to recruit. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, not, y'all not wasting, doing yeah, it. Yeah. Y'all <laughs> so uh, to, bu- to bust their heart like that was uh, – I mean, yeah, it was a, it's a memory. Um, that's something I wish every little kid who dreams of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, everybody deserves that moment. It that's doesn't five, happen. five, four, three, two, one. We yeah, all yeah, do yeah. it. We yeah. all do it, man. And to, to be able to experience it is uh, it's crazy. It's worth more money than anything. You know what I'm saying? I would rather have no career in the league and have that moment, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Than uh, never doing things, you know what I'm saying, and have $100 million. So yeah. uh, it, was, it was sweet, yo. Yeah. So – I would say though you have two plays that you're known for. That yeah, one yeah, yeah. and, and the, the Sean side. Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one do you think you're most known for? It depends who you're talking to. <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, Sean T, man, he was, rest in peace, he was the best. He was the best defensive player uh, I've ever seen. Like You know what I'm saying? Um, and the young dudes who run around wilding out like they're doing something – <laughs> I have no idea. You got to go back and check. You know, Sean, I'm 6'4". He was my height. Every bit of 230, 235. You know what I'm saying? Running. Like, he was, mm-hmm. you know, he might have ran like a 4 or 5 something 40 by on the field. Yeah. Oh, it was like 4'4". Four, four. He was getting there. You know what I'm saying? Then when he runs through your ear, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, but you know what? That was part of the game back then. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? And, um, 
Today, 15 yards. Oh, he would be. They <laughs> and ejected. You yeah. got your best defensive <laughs> yeah. player ejected. We got free 15. Let's keep playing. That's what, uh, I get so mad watching games now. Just uh, Yeah, yeah. How do you feel asking, as yeah. a receiver and these penalties terrible, are called? Man. It's terrible. And the thing is, I was actually recruited as a DB first. And then I didn't want to hit. I didn't want to hit. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I wanted to be like prime time, just out there lock up interception. Yeah. But then when I saw the size of these running backs, I was like, "No, man, we, I'm be on the offense. I can catch and fall down." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's tough, man, because the people making the rules have never played. You know what I'm saying? That's, Especially yeah. at that level. So when you're running that fast, you can't change your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Once you commit to an angle to hit somebody, if the receiver drops and you already committed. You can't like it's impossible, yeah. man. I've you always said saying? like, and I'm and I'm a I'm an amateur athlete to the fullest. But I've always said running full speed and then having to stop and make a decision, second, you know, with not much time, you know, you can't you can't be giving your all. It's impossible. And then and then not you know commit to the tackle or right. not run through somebody if you have to. And and it's just it, it's getting terrible. It is it's, getting it, terrible. Getting and bad. the thing is, is, um, you know, I am part of that concussion lawsuit. Because my lawyer was like, you need to get on this. Yeah. The NFL has plenty of money. Why not? Yeah, they get got it? money to burn. Yeah. Right. But the point of the lawsuit wasn't to do what they're doing to the game. You know what I'm saying? The point of the lawsuit was like when Sean knocked me out, <laughs> I would have gone back in the game if it wasn't so late in the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I was right at practice the next week, actually got knocked out again in practice because that's how football was. Yeah. It was just head to head all the time. So the point of the lawsuit was. Let us know when we have a concussion so we could sit out, mm-hmm. not change the game. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's when you separate the man from the ball, that's part of the game. That's yeah. momentum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now receivers are just, you can't hit them. They're yeah. just going, catching it, and then you almost it, got it. And not like, only that, it affects the game like, sorry, but it happened versus <laughs> the Bengals and Steelers oh, yeah. last year yeah. when Le'Veon was on the sideline and the DB, like, stopped because he, like, he didn't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. that. And, and Le'Veon, running. like, oh, you're not going to touch me? Okay, I'm going to go down the score. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it, as a fan of the game, you're like, bro, you got to blow him up. Yeah. Like, that's your job. You're the safety. Like, you're the last line exactly. of defense, man. You separate man from ball. Right. Like, this yeah. is that's part of the game. And when they affected by calling, I can understand, like, uh, you know, penalties and everything, you want to make it safe for the players and everybody involved. But, like, when you change the game, it, it has repercussions to, like, all right, uh, stats are inflated oh, yeah. to Goodness. the maximum because you can't hit anybody. Yeah. You can't chuck anybody at the line of scrimmage. After five yards, penalty. Like, so, like, Should've Dan Marino's numbers. Ago. Imagine if Dan Marino played in today's game. It'd be mm-hmm. crazy. Insane. Yeah, Imagine I, if John Elway played in today's game. Crazy. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to stop him at and all. It ta- and it takes away that intimidation factor. Part of, <clears throat> excuse me, Sean Taylor and other guys, uh, a dude, uh, I don't talk too much now, but if you look up a dude, Junior Rosegreen from Auburn back in the day, cause they were knocking you. Like That was their, their deal. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So when you lined up, you were checking. Yeah. Whereas, you know what I'm saying? Now it's taken away the skill set that God gave these dudes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that is a skill set. Trust me. Oh, yeah. when, you could, <laughs> when you could shoot your hips like that and knock people up, it's, that's what they were given. So now taking that away, um, yeah, man, receivers just running free. I tell my wife all the time, I was like, look, 
I was born a little too soon, or else we'd be living in some big. <laughs> yeah, so the, you never you never crib, sees yeah. many receivers comfortable with the one hand catch over the yeah, middle. Yeah, because they're not gonna get hit. Yeah, they're they're not worried about getting their no, ribs exploded. Right, they're not worried about you know being up in the air exposed half the time. They catch it, they look around, and they got time to yeah. because the defender went from. It's 20 all, miles an hour to 12 because he had to slow up to not get no penalty. Call, right. You know? it's, it's all bad. So I get what they were trying to do. But um, at some point, we got to revisit all the way from that to the roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is a full contact sport. Mm-hmm. If anything, just have dudes sign a waiver yeah. before they play. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then let's get it on. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So um, so it, it's bad. And I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I hope. They do something because uh, the product is just it's getting worse and worse right now. What goes into a kid's mindset to leave school early, to go try to pro yeah, early? Yeah. Um, when you grow up broke your whole life, yeah. and you you know, like not trying to be funny, but um, there's not a lot. So the whole process is you, uh, you put your name out there, you get a, a report back from the league. Uh, they give you a grade, what round you might be. Right. So um, at the beginning or somewhere middle of my junior year, it was like a fourth, fifth round grade. And uh, I wasn't thinking about going early at all. What changed my mindset was my boy, Carfonzo Thorpe, was up for the Blitnikoff top 20 pick. He was killing college and he was doing it. And we had a bad offensive coordinator and he still went for a stack. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like he was. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, he broke his leg the second to last game of the year against NC State. Snapped in half. Wow. I remember that was my boy. We came in together, party together. You know what I'm saying? Had a good time. Stuff I'm not going to say. <laughs> but we were boys. You know what I'm saying? And I remember going over there, and he was just like, my leg. And I was there when they picked his leg up, thinking it was his knee, and the whole leg just, you know what I'm saying? Just so kind of like one of Paul George situations? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just Woo. snapped right in half. And I just remember, you know, like, I'm confident. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm secure in my manhood. I was just rubbing my boy's just chest. You know what I'm saying? I was just rubbing his chest, kind of just holding his head for a little bit, like, hey, man, I love you. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I still, you know, like right now, it still bothers me because we worked so hard for that moment. It never happened for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did all that. So right when his leg broke, I remember just being like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and If then I'm going to do Florida, this, I'm going to get paid right, for and it. And then the next week, I had that Florida catch. I was like, you know what? I would rather go any round and go make. You know what I'm saying? Because I still – so long story short, I busted my butt. You start getting feedback. Uh, they said I was like 6'1", 195. I had a fourth-round grade. So the agent I ended up signing with, when he saw me, he was like, oh, you're 6'4", 210. Oh, you're going to shoot up. So I did. I started shooting up. I was supposed to go like uh, early second, mid-second. That's millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Of course you're leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my parents are broke. Sister's broke. My brother's broke. He's in college. You've been broke your whole life. Yeah. You're, you're tired. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You can always go back to school. Um. So I did. You know what I'm saying? And – if it wasn't for injuries, we'd be good. You know, I still made a half million dollars before I was 22 years old. You know what I'm saying? So why wouldn't you, you know? Mm-hmm. But now that I am older and my cousin's actually in the same position, he might leave. He's the safety for uh, Oregon State, Jalen Moore. Okay. Um, Now 
I'm having more conversations because I know how the game works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not just leaving early. You got to position yourself. You know what I'm saying? Know the what key value, words, right? Yeah. You got to know what key words to say, how to present yourself. Like when I dip, I was like, hey, I'm tired of, we keep saying we're rebuilding at Florida State. It's not really worth me coming back. Well, you can't say that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you got to say like, hey, I enjoyed my time here. I appreciate everything you guys done for me. But financially, my family's in a situation where I need to go help out. Yeah. Was Coach Bowden still there when you left, or did they he was make there? He was still there. How yep. did that conversation go? It's funny. I just set Twitter on fire with a uh, a comment because uh, Bobby did some stuff with Trump the other day, and uh, yeah, that was just a final straw. <laughs> Come on, Coach. Me. Yeah. So Bobby actually, um, in a way, just kicked me out of his office when I told him. He never said in the media. Thank you, PK, for all you've done. And I was a stand-up dude. Never got in trouble. Got awards for being the most dependable receiver, this and the other. Jeff Bowden being in the box, calling me on the phone to switch dudes up on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like a good leader. Yeah. But then when I decided I need my money, then all of a sudden it's PK's immature. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they do that so that the other dudes don't keep jumping out early because mm-hmm. then it messes up. Like a pipeline, if you're in sales, yeah. it messes up your pipeline because you're not ready to recruit because your dudes keep leaving. These dudes aren't mature yet to go win games. So I think it's transitioned a little bit from when uh, you were in school because you look at, at Ohio State like and Bama, like their whole big thing is NFL, 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 Because NFL. those coaches realize you actually get better talent when you're sending when you're dudes selling to the NFL. League. Right, but – not all coaches are like that, you know. What Especially because Coach Bowden was older, even older. Old, he's older right. now, but he was still he old was back se- then. He was seventy four when he was coaching me. I'm seventy two. Wow. Um. So he was still old, mm-hmm. and he didn't understand. Like, hey, hey, we gotta go get this money. The money is crazy now. It's even crazier. Yeah. But yeah, so it is getting better because people are realizing that college now, the production itself is pro. Yeah. You know, let's call it what it is. Everybody's making millions, but the kids. They're ready to go get theirs. And the Sabins and all those guys who realize Urban, that's why they keep bringing in those top talents. And um, and they go get that money. So, yeah, but Bobby, he was not – he wasn't he wasn't happy at all. <laughs> so, it is but, what it is, man. It what, is what, you, what round you going? I fell to the fifth. 164th pick, which was the last pick of the fifth. And uh, I remember the call to this day. I was on the phone with the Redskins. And then my dad called me like, hey, you need to hang up. Uh, Belichick and them called. They're about to draft you, which that never. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I was 20. I just turned 21. So you, you know, you're like Belichick. All right, how many times do you get to hang up on the Redskins? I hey man, I'm gonna holler at y'all later. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, even though it was so terrible because I left early, I just saw the money just like dropping, dropping. Mm. Um, even even with all that, when you get on the phone and you hear, you know, Bill with that that voice that has like no personality you know what I'm saying <laughs> just like uh we're gonna draft you and I was like oh all right let's get you know what I'm saying yeah. so then you turn on ESPN and see it was it was still cool you know what I'm saying so I went 164 um and had a good shot man everything after that was just my fault you know what I'm saying body broke down uh it just it wasn't meant to be but once you as long as you're in the game you have a shot to make it Tom Brady's yeah. Antonio Brown he was uh fifth round uh, you just got to take care of your body and, and be a professional and make the money. So. How hard is that to do? I mean, I I know you've had injuries moving forward in the in the career, but how is it 
how is it dealing with that trying to chase your dream like just how is that to deal with i think people will benefit people that's yeah. chasing it will benefit from hearing just some of that struggle because right. you got to go through some stuff and you know you yeah, still yeah, still living still still doing what right. you love it's um the hardest thing that people don't tell, and that's why I try to, uh, I do like a little training deal around here, and I don't do it for money. I really do it to try to just mentor these kids who have a dream. Yeah. Um, it is a game, but you're a pro. You know what I'm saying? Just like y'all come in here, you can't just come in here and slap anything together and think you're going to keep a job. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how I was. I was so talented my whole life. I could just roll out of bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I worked hard, but I would go eat. McDonald's, Burger King, you know what I'm saying? I didn't take protein shit. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I just was there like, hey, it's football. I love yeah. football. Oh, so this is what I do, <laughs> right? I'm going deep. But yeah, but then you forget college, you got six backups, so you get less reps. Your body's, you know what I'm saying, uh, kind of still intact. When you get there, you might go a practice where there is no backup. Mm. So you're getting all these reps, and if you're putting – McDonald's in your body and Burger King and you just went out and drank the night before there's no fuel for your body you yeah. know what I'm saying so then eventually it just it breaks down and um that's I was that dude I would come in I'm not gonna lie I didn't drink to my 21st birthday and once when I did it was on you know what I'm saying <laughs> and uh I share this and it, it is stupid but I share it so kids don't do the same thing you know what I'm saying but I would come in some days lit we were and still kill you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have tape, so it's not like I'm making this up. You know what I'm saying? But then the body breaks down, and it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I went from starting for the Patriots my second year, then you get hurt, and Belichick called me. He's like, PK, it's never about talent. It's just I need a player on Sundays I could trust is going to be healthy when we're doing a game plan. Because that's the and trick bag. That's the trick bag. Yeah. Like, I need you to be able to trust that, your ankle isn't going to be swollen. You right. need, like, I don't have any control over that. Right. Like, how much, okay, maybe you do. How you much control something. How much control does an athlete have over their actual body breaking down as opposed to, like, you know what I'm saying, with their bad eating and partying mm. and everything like that? But, like, hey, man, my, I rolled my ankle jumping for a ball and I landed on somebody's foot, and I'm getting cut for that? Like, I don't, hey, bruh, I'm balling. Yeah. Give me a shot. I mean, some things just happen, right? You know what I'm saying? Um and that's the, the the bad part about the league. Yeah, you can go for a pass and one-on-one, roll your ankle. You're done for four weeks. So then they put you on IR because there's another dude, you know what I'm saying, that's that they next, worked out. Yeah. So that, that it just it is what it is, you know what I'm saying, that part. But the phrase we say is don't cut yourself, you mm. know what I'm saying? And that means, like, don't get in trouble. Uh, know your playbook, you know what I'm saying? And what you can prevent body-wise, prevent. Don't cut yourself. And looking back, I cut myself. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I wasn't going to get the massages like I should have. I uh. wasn't stretching and, and like I say, eating right. And, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? When the body, when that hamstring is like, ah, nope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you do it too many times. The coach is like, man, he's good, but we can't do nothing. I can't put him in a game plan because I don't know. We put these five plays in for him on Tuesday. He pulls his hammy on Thursday. Then what? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Then we just wasted two days of practice. You can't just throw somebody. You can't go sign somebody for something. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just don't cut yourself is what we would say. And early on in my career, that's what it was. Yeah. You know? so, uh, How was it being in the huddle with Brady? Man, Brady was sweet, man. Um, Brady by this, by this time, he's 
Tom Brady. He isn't he was just star- yeah, he, he was wasn't just a guy right. like watch oh, out man, bless he's managing the game. Watch <laughs> out bless oh right. yeah, right, right, right. But this time he's Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Out yeah. here doing this one too. Mm-hmm. Brady was uh I got to be with Brady at the perfect time because like you say, he was Brady, but he wasn't Brady like he is now. <laughs> right. So he was still like you could still talk to him, joke, you know what I'm saying? And I was number 14, he was 12, so we were locker mates for two years. So um, he was a cool dude, man. He hates the, the limelight. He hates being famous. Um, But he is professional, you know what I'm saying, to the, like, man, I remember somebody ran a route. We were running comebacks. The comeback was 18 yards, right? And somebody ran, like, 19 and a half step. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, it's not effing 17, it's not 19, it's 18. And being young, I didn't understand. I'm like, damn, okay, it's not his (laughs) fault. He took like an extra step. But then as I got older, you know, when he's looking the safety off this way, in his head he has to know that timing Mm. that he's coming back at 18. So if you're at 19 and he's already throwing it, it's – Gonna sell because it's a game of inches, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it might sell out of bounds. And that's why he's great, man, because he takes every little thing seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what everybody needs to do. Antonio Brown does it. The greats do it, you know what I'm saying? But the guys who kind of show up, yeah. you know what I'm saying, think it's a game, it's not a game. It's a, it's a business, it's a career. But he was great, man. He pushes you to a different level. Um. But he was fun. He's he's a little bratty at times, you know what I'm saying. But uh, oh yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. Trust <laughs> yeah. me. You know, I, I know he he fought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. first down. Yeah. And now, <laughs> and now he's starting to get like that that old man bratty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the dude you play at the YMCA back in the day who goes up for a layup, he gets bumped. He's like, oh, foul. You're like, come on, man, because he's getting older and he's just like everything, you know what I'm saying? You threw me off, man. So now it's a whole different type of, like, he's like a legit older dude out there, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, no, he was great, though. He was great, and he pushed you to uh, – to be great, and we had a, we had a lot of fun out there. Being so. a being young in the league, I know we see it now a little bit more exposed with like the hard knocks. When you see, you know, it might be you know a little more push towards managing yourself, a little more push towards how to handle the limelight. Being young and getting that type of income, getting that type of limelight, that type of fame. How I know you probably definitely see a change from now to then as far as how it's managed, but right. how was it dealing with it then? Versus how you see people dealing with it now. I actually think um, there's a lot of negatives with social media. The positive with social media is everyone now, you have to be honest with the players because they'll call you out. And it's making it easier for the players to manage themselves and get what they need, if that makes sense. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it was hard for us because something could happen that was just grimy and there was nobody you couldn't share, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, you had to really just, like, know the ins and outs, and you didn't because you're too young. So yeah. we would get screwed over all the time by – it could be an agent, it could be anything. So mm. I do love that these kids have a platform now where they could – like, right now we could be on the radio show, you know, put it on social media, whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just everything is just for the public to see yeah. and know what you're doing. So if I did this and I was trying to promote something, I'm, I'm putting it on Twitter, 
somebody retweets it, somebody way out in Cali or something might see it, and then you get a deal or something that way. Yeah. Way back in the day, it would just be us in here talking, and whoever the listeners were, yeah, that was it. You know what I'm saying? So it's way easier. I like how it's going that way for kids to manage themselves and, and everything like that. Yeah. But it, it was definitely it was hard back in the day because it was grimy and there was nobody. You couldn't call nobody out. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it was just there was there was no platform for it. What's your favorite moment that you've accomplished in sports? Your, fa- oh, your the man. favorite thing you like the thing that you just daydream about and miss the most and just what's that moment that you just yeah it's really crazy um I have so make a long story short I have an older sister who played basketball at Clemson uh she was the first star of the family but you know back then unfortunately like women's basketball where nobody was paying but yeah. she hooped at Clemson won an ACC championship like the first one at, at, in Clemson history whatever and she coached college so then it was me at Florida State, and my little brother came to Florida State. At that time, because my sister is five years older than me, she was also coaching basketball at Florida State. Wow. So even though it wasn't necessarily me, I think the coolest thing that I miss, I don't miss the NFL really at all. I miss the opportunity to make that much money. Like, damn, you blew it, because you know what I'm saying? Like, But what I miss is is seeing my, my baby brother – you know what I'm saying? In the locker room, running out on the field. And then my sister on camera. It was just cool. Like, how many families could say, we especially my parents, they started their own little janitorial company. And it was not a company. It was just them two and free labor from us, <laughs> cleaning office buildings and stuff to make sure they could get us to all our sporting events. And uh, even though nobody ended up rich, you know, we got all got free education and stuff like that. So that's the part when I sit back as I get older, I'm like, damn, like all three, they went three for three, major mm-hmm. D1 colleges. Everybody, my brother and sister have their master's degrees. Um, you know what I'm saying? So that's the yeah, part. Yeah. Um, that's dope. I guess when you just dream of like, oh, I want to go to Florida State, and everybody would laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? And all of us did it. You yeah. know, on a, it was, that was that was the sweet part. Yeah, That's dope. dope. Yeah. So you do a lot of work with kids around the city right now, you know what I'm saying, coaching, mentoring, and everything like that. How can people get in contact with you if they want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a website, uh, myvisionperformance.com, and uh, the reason it's called My Vision is because I like kids. To, uh, I usually have kids write down what their vision is for life, not just like, oh, I want to go for a 1,000 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Okay, then what? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I try to have kids have a vision for everything. So um, all the contact information is on the website, just myvisionperformance.com. And, uh, yeah, I just try to help out. Um Train these kids the best I can. You know, I don't know everything, but I know a good amount, you know what I'm saying? And then just life lessons, you know, I was wilding out earlier last year, and for the first time in my life, I got in trouble. And at first I was like, man, you know, I'm going to shut it all down. I'm embarrassed. But it was the best thing in a way that ever happened because now I can relate to kids who have gotten in trouble because mm-hmm. that was the one thing I could never relate to because yeah. I had never – been in trouble in my life you know what I'm saying so now I just use that like hey I've been there you know this is how we rebuild you know what I'm saying this is how you rebuild yeah 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 yeah. and um just don't hide from what you did just learn from it and fix it you know what I'm saying just make sure you don't go back to do better right right so uh so yeah I'm out here just trying to help out where I can and uh and you know hopefully it grows and uh I'm trying to get it to the point where businesses are actually donating money because what I find is the kids who could pay for training are the kids yeah. 
I wouldn't say the they have a chance to make it, but a lot of the kids who are going to make it, make it, don't have the money to come train. Mm -hmm. And so I even let those kids come sometimes for free. But I want to get to the point, because it is my time, I do need to be paid for it. But, you know what I'm saying, I want it where the, the businesses can scholarship a kid mm -hmm. so any kid could come out, you know what I'm saying, and grind and try to reach that goal that I reached. And if not make it to the league and make money, at least get a free education yeah. so you get a job and all that stuff and, and be good in society. So Do you do you think that college kids should get income? Absolutely. <laughs> now, now <laughs> Absolutely. I no ask that because I ask that because no question. Like a college and this is how I just view it, a college that, you know, a Florida State. When you offer a Florida State kid money for football, you have to offer the golf kid money. You have to offer the tennis kid. But all the collegiate sports deserve some type of income, or is it segregated right. to certain sports? Like that's kind of where I wonder tough, how people yeah. how people feel because you know you might have a school like whatever that has a great basketball, football, mm -hmm. track, something, but then they might have a sport that's really low on that end, and do they deserve some income too? You know, so that's kind of like. I get it from the football side and I'm in the more contact sports, but right. should it be across the board? I guess is my question. So yeah, that and that's the part where people are use um that you can't pay because oh, the soccer team didn't have a big crowd. Okay, cool. So then put uh tier it with percentages of ticket sales or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But even at that, even if we can't figure out how to give them like an actual whatever salary, throw that out the window. If a booster, we're sitting here and we're watching Ohio State play, and uh, who's somebody on Ohio State? Uh, Haskins. Okay, somebody just balls out, and we're up there in Columbus, and we're like, you know what? We got some cheese on us. He's right there having dinner or something. Let's shoot him a couple hundred dollars. Why is that illegal? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because Urban and most coaches – I'm making millions of dollars. Millions. They're getting endorsements. So to come back to me, I would go. I had a game-winning catch against Georgia Tech at Florida State. All right, game-winning catch. Um, the game ended at like let's say 10:30. By the time you got the locker room, it's 11. Right. I don't have money. The uh, cafeteria won't open till morning time. Mm -hmm. I go home hungry. You know what I'm saying? They might Raymond's. give you right. They might give you some little dried out sub that have been sitting there since half pre game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a little sub, and you as you get older, you start doing the math. Like they just made millions just Saturday. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. And these three hours we just played, yeah. they made millions. Bobby's gonna get his Escalade drive off. I'm gonna walk home to my dorm. Mm -hmm. Be hungry. Sleep in my twin bed. Yes, next to another dude in his <laughs> twin bed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My roomie. Yeah. <laughs> We're both broke. And then we got to wait nine hours before the cafeteria opens. Why? Yeah. I don't get it. You know and, what I'm saying? And they make you guys the face of the university. Yeah. You know, you're the hot topic that summer, that yeah. year. You yeah. should. You know, they, they're making money off of you, but you yeah. don't get, you know, so like that Florida Anything. catch y'all brought up in the beginning, I went. Um, I had already left, but I went back to campus and somebody was like, "Have you seen the, the DVD?" I was like, "What?" They made a DVD of that game, uh. and I'm on the cover. <laughs> yeah, ask me how <laughs> how much money did I get from it? Nothing, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So they had to figure out a way at least 
to allow kids, um, if you want to go to a car dealership, sign autographs for an hour, make money, why not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they have to start opening up because now it's getting crazy with the TV contracts. Yeah. The, the They'll let coaches. you be famous on Instagram but yeah, not be yeah. famous in the pocket. So they have to figure out something. And uh, <laughs> the kids are getting smarter and smarter. Like yeah. um, Bosa, Bosa, he was like, hey, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I got injury y'all can't help me with. I'm not about to sit here for free. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go somewhere. Yeah. I have so many, so many thoughts on that. Like, I 1,000% agree college athletes should be paid for, obviously, y'all doing all the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But for me, on a personal level, there's this video game called College Football that used to come out about five years ago. It's my favorite right. football game of all time. <laughs> Same here. And I can't play anymore because they don't make it because they won't pay the college athletes. So get them some money so I can get my game back, <laughs> number one. <laughs> number two, y'all deserve to be paid. Like you said before, man, uh, these coaches are getting money hand over fist, not even just in football and basketball, too. I look at the basketball team, the college basketball team I root for, Syracuse. Uh, there's a kid, Darius Baisley, from Cincinnati. This is an uh, All-American, decided not to go to Syracuse. It's like, yo, I'm going to sit this year out, I'm going to train, then I'm going to enter the draft next year. He signed with LeBron. He's got a situation going with New Balance, got an internship, going to make a couple dollars over there. And they asked Jim Beheim about it at ACC Media Days. He's like, oh, yeah, that's LeBron's uh, client, right? LeBron is a hell of an agent. And LeBron tweeted at my guy, Coach Beheim, and said, you big mad. And hell yeah, he big mad because he just had another guy yeah, that yeah. I was like, yo, <laughs> I might be able to win. This dude can hoop. Let's do it. But, hey, Coach Beheim. You're getting millions from Nike. You're getting millions right. from Syracuse. Yeah. These dudes aren't getting anything. They, they're Like you said, Kev, they're IG famous. Yeah. And if they go to McDonald's and somebody slide them an extra cheeseburger, Done. you suspended for a game. I remember when A.J. Green got suspended for a bowl game because he signed autographed his jersey. Like somebody had a, a 18 jersey and he signed it and they gave him a couple dollars. Yeah, you're suspended. Huh? He made that number famous. I made yeah. that number famous. <laughs> so what, what, Name another 18 right. from Georgia. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> no, AJ is a uh, an alien. He's like he's a different breed of uh, receiver. But Peter Ward went through the same thing. I yeah. know it's old. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Dub's jersey was so famous. Word on the street is he had a, <laughs> he had a lawyer call Florida State and they had to pull all of it out because he wasn't getting money. He made them stop selling the jersey because mm-hmm. it was just, I mean, and Dub was like in a different, if there was Instagram and stuff back when Peter Ward played, I mean, it'd be crazy. So, yeah, they got to they gotta do something, man, because it is just, um, it's out of control, especially basketball is a whole different deal because you already allowing them a one and done. Mm-hmm. And you seeing their face. Yeah, so it's almost like, what's the point of going for one year potentially tearing your knee up when you could do, like you just said, oh boy did, just go train, make a little money, start some endorsement stuff, and, and then go get drafted, you know what I'm saying? So um, so now everybody's finally starting to kind of trump the NCAA, you know what I'm saying, and making them do something. And mm-hmm. it, it'll be a couple years, but they're going to have to figure out what to do because these – even the football kids missing these bowls. Yeah, bowl I was games. just about to ask you about it. How do you feel That's the about that? Thing. I'm mad that we didn't think of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because um, I mm. wouldn't have done it because I was still on the fence. So I knew I was like, hey, I'm going to leave 
Um, but I was still on the fence. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, is that really? But I seen some of the guys who were seniors who were going. They had to go. You know what I'm saying? They were done. I remember them at practice just being like timid. You know what I'm saying? Like, because think about your whole life. You're finally 22, 23. You're like, I'm literally four practices away. Because right when that bowl game's over, trust me, there was money. Yes. Really? Oh, my goodness. I didn't even take a lot. But within like a day of the bowl game, I had like 60 Gs in my account. And my agent was like, can that last like a month and a half? Yes. I was like. Yeah, I think so. Oh, like, yeah. It's better. But I got a problem. Some dudes who are like guaranteed, you know what I'm saying? Like they're getting money right on the spot. Like when that clock hits zero, deposit. Yes. So okay, okay. Yeah, so, so take crazy. take take Derwin James from last year. Right. He decided to sit out the ball game. Yeah. So as soon as he decided to sit out the ball game, beep, 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 doo, doo. money, money. Because why would you go play? Like he was a legit first rounder. Why would you go? Anything could happen. Yeah. You can make the tackle and yeah. be safe, but then a lineman falls on your knee. Jalen Smith from uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Yep. And and thank God that uh, the Cowboys, you know what I'm saying, let him, you know what I'm saying, whatever, heal up. A lot of people wouldn't have. Clearly, a lot of people didn't, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But um, I, I, it's dangerous, man. They got to figure something it's out. It's football. It's dangerous for sure. I look at it like this. Um, the NFL don't care about no ball games. Yeah, because they've proven that when you look at Christian McCaffrey who sat out, you look at uh, Fournette who sat out. They both was first round picks. I look at Dalvin Cook played in the Orange Bowl, won them that Orange Bowl by the way, mm. <laughs> balled out he of control, a, yeah, still winning like the second or third round. Mm. They don't care. You you literally playing in these games for the school for the school and your teammates. Yeah, I, I feel you. You playing in these these bowl games for your teammates. From the outside looking in, if I was in that position, I would like to think I'd be like, all right, well, if we're not playing for a national championship, if we playing in the Mighty Key Care Car Bowl, I'm Gucci. But if we playing for the big dog, I'm with it because I want to win a chip. But then you look at what Bosa did, Ohio State, before they got smoked. <laughs> we had a rant about that one. Mm. Before they got smoked from <laughs> by Purdue, Bosa had bounced. And Ohio yeah. State was still in the running. And it's like, yo, dudes is really about to start doing that. And I yeah. don't knock them. Because, no, I mean, it, if I had a lottery ticket like that, I'm not playing either. Yeah. Right. And the thing with Bosa, that's a whole different animal because I think he's hurt, hurt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so now you got um, – if he had stayed, you got to remember he has to go to class to stay eligible. Those are hours in a day you could be – rehabbing mm. you know what I'm saying so that's what people forget is like you can't he's not just sitting on his couch like icing up and whatever he still has to go to all his classes Probably do walk. his yeah <laughs> <laughs> and keep, keep a certain GPA to make sure he's eligible you know what I'm saying yeah. why do that yeah. like why it just it gets to a point when you know you're about to make money and then he has a whole different deal too because his brother so now they look at okay well, genetically, he's probably going to be so mm-hmm. the NFL. And like you say, they don't care about the bowl game. They care about the whole body of work. Maybe a one percenter shows up at a bowl game and flips his draft status. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, they've already seen, going back to me, I got drafted off of the Miami game, the Patriots, because when I got there, my boy, I ended up being close with Deion Branch. 
he was like, man, all they kept talking about, it was a rainy game, and mm-hmm. I had like nine catches for 100. So the Patriots, being that they play in bad weather, loved the fact that there was a receiver who in a downpour ripped the gloves off and was still able to snag the ball. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but they had already pinned me. It didn't matter what I did for the rest of the They already knew like, if he does yeah. leave – this is our guy, and that's wow. what happened. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like you said, they don't care about uh, the bowl game. The body of work is already done. And to be honest with you, unless you're in the championship, those bowl games are a joke, man. Like, dudes are out till 2 in the morning partying. Hey. You're in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you're down <laughs> South on Miami. Beach, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah. nobody like nobody cares about the bowl game yeah. unless it's the championship. You know, know who saying? does care about so, the game? Bowl the game? Fans. fans. How do you feel? I know you have a back and forth going on with people on Twitter, especially fans. How do you feel fans look at the game versus how the actual athletes feel about the game? Yeah, of course there's going to be a disconnect um, because you're a fan. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, and I hate that because – and I tell people sometimes I ask me questions. I won't answer certain questions just because I'm like, if you knew everything that happened, you wouldn't want to be a fan anymore. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's something cool about the innocence of fans. Yes. Just like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So just leave it at that. Like, okay, you're a fan. But now with social media and everything, it's starting to open up and people are like, oh, like these dudes are getting screwed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So um, I feel bad for fans because. They want something to be that's not really there. You know what I'm right. saying? Especially and, college um, football fans. Yeah. Especially college football fans. And uh, unfortunately, anything with money, once you start throwing a whole bunch of money at something, it's ruined. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you drop, I guarantee you, you drop the coaches' salaries down to they have to be capped off at a half mil. A half mil is still a lot of money. Yeah. Cap that off. Watch how the game starts changing. You start taking endorsements out and people start playing again for just like, Love. Yeah, yeah, you just want to play. It'll get better. But it won't eating. happen. But <laughs> right, it won't happen. But um, because now you get coaches jumping like Jimbo jumped from Florida State because of the money they gave I think him. It so was much a good money. move. It was for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely. No, I, definitely. On two folds, like I don't think you gonna see no check like that ever again. But ultimately, I think it was better for the program because he had lost it. He I didn't want to be there though. Yeah, That's yeah. why I was trying to tell people Jimbo used Florida State as a ramp. Mm-hmm. to get back into the SEC. Nobody wanted to believe it. I kept being like... Proof is in the pudding, man. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he recruited his butt off for a couple years just to get that crazy team. <laughs> and they were they ripped college football in half for about a year, two years. Two years. And then he was good. That was his resume. Every year he started putting his resume out to leave. Every year. And Florida State, it's like they were just... I'm not going to say they were because I don't know everything, but I felt like... They were closing their eyes. Florida did it with Urban. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Urban, he really is sick. He's really no. Urban already had a house up here. Urban was ready. He had used he Utah to Florida to get to his dream job. You know what I'm saying? Because of money, like you start capping them off. Oh, that's a half million. This is a half million. Well, what's the best? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it just becomes more. But when a coach is like, I can own Scott Frost. Um. They were only going to pay him, what, probably a couple million down there in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, Central Florida, whatever. But then Nebraska is going to break him off. Yeah. 
where he went to school. And now he's losing. Like he can't buy. <laughs> Who did get a hundred mil yeah. to be one and whatever? Right. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I, I guarantee they win the Big Ten championship within two years. Within two years, they will win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. With with the way Ohio State is right now, mm-hmm. I'm That's telling strong. you, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm telling it. you, man. <laughs> if I don't even, I honestly, I don't even see Herb going another two. No, no, no. I just heard actually that he's gonna go to Cleveland, take the Browns job. Yeah. <laughs> man, if he, if he can't handle the pressure in Columbus, but with, see, that's the thing. He definitely ain't gonna be a, handle the pressure up in Cleveland. But yeah. the pressure in Columbus is actually different because it's too many rules in college for a coach like that. You see what I'm saying? Like he's starting to get to a level where he just wants to produce and win. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want all the babysitting da 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 da. That's Roger Goodell's job on that level. You know what I'm saying? It's just him. He's like, oh, you got in trouble? Go see Roger. You know what I'm saying? And at Ohio State, he's a dude they got to come see. It's like, oh, Urban, go talk to your dude. For what? I'm over here doing these X's and O's trying to beat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Urban be there too much longer, but I definitely disagree with you in Nebraska winning the – Watch. Because Watch. Michigan is next up. Then I know y'all hate it over here in Ohio, but <laughs> Watch Michigan, <your> tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan is next up, and that's just how – it happens down in Florida. It happens down in the SEC. Everything just rotates, man. It's about to be Michigan's turn again. Unfortunately, in my opinion, Nebraska would never be in Nebraska again because kids don't want to go there. What is in Nebraska? It's hard to get, yeah. Stable, reoccurring dogs to Back come. Back in the day, <laughs> it was just like, okay, what are the 10 teams who are always on TV? Yeah. That used to be Notre Dame's Notre selling Dame. point. We're always on TV, da da Well, now everybody's on TV, so yeah. now Notre Dame had to change that. And they're getting better, whatever. What does Nebraska have? You come to me, and let's be honest, most of the athletes are coming from the South, right? There's good football here in Ohio. Solid good football. Facts! There's good football. (laughs) Trust me, there's good football. But they're going to Ohio State. They're not going to Nebraska, okay? So you might as well just cancel Ohio for recruiting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then you're going to come all the way down to Florida and Georgia and say, come to Nebraska? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I never, see. I look never. at. I, I I definitely agree. Well, okay, let me ask you this: Which three state, four states have the best high school football in your opinion? Well, my opinion, <laughs> the best four you got to do: Georgia, Florida, Texas, Cali. Mm. Then you can start talking about like the next like six are all just kind of like a crapshoot. I love Ohio. I'm starting to grow. It's growing on me after 10 years. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. The thing about Ohio that irritates me, and it might just be more of a dating thing, so I can't speak on all of Ohio because you're up in Cleveland, um, which has really good football. But the thing that shocked me when I got here is on average is how much slower everybody is than down south. And then I started realizing, because it's my own kids, I have kids who are beasts, you know what I'm saying? Like, genetically just beasts. But when winter comes, they have nowhere to go. They don't run around. They yeah. just sit in the house because it's too cold. So then it just like, I think that's the separation is because those states that are hot, we're outside running. They can doing do something. seven on seven within themselves yeah. in December. Right. And up here, <laughs> that's the other thing. Up here, 
There's no spring football. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do seven on seven. Because um, I tried to start one. They were like, you can't do. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, something crazy. It has to be through the high school, something like that. My boy, uh, Kiwan Ratliff, who you sp- he has a whole deal down there in Florida. They travel. Ohio, boy. Yeah, yeah. They travel and do these crazy seven on seven tournaments. And the kids, those are more reps. It's just reps, reps, reps. Yeah. So by the time, so everybody's coming to the South or to a hot state to try to grab. Those kids. So that's the my my opinion on why the South is better. And I'm not saying when you get to NFL, it starts kind of bouncing out. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, um, you gotta go down south to find. I definitely believe that down south has the the abundance of players. But I know for sure Ohio is stacked because whenever a team like Kentucky is actually ranked. And it, I was like, man, Benny Snell, Benny Snell, why does that name sound so familiar? One of my best friends played at Ohio Northern with his dad. He's from Columbus. So, spark me, oh, let me read up on this kid. And then I look at their roster outside of you know, all the Mac schools in Ohio State and UC and all that. Kentucky has the most players on their team from Ohio. And then I was like, man, when Sparty was winning the Big Ten, they had a ton of kids from Ohio. Whenever Michigan is really good, they have a ton of kids from Ohio. So I was just like, man, in order for like, especially in this region, this area right here, for these guys to actually go to these places and ball out. And I look at the whole star system, which drives me crazy. I don't believe in it. I, right. uh, you know, I look at how Ohio State has been recruiting and they've been uh, been recruiting nationally. <laughs> and now they're like. Now that the guys aren't actually signing and early committing and going to early enroll, they're going after these other guys from Sandusky and Lansing and stuff like that. They're three stars. You're coming to them at the last minute. So as a kid, oh, y'all just want me because the big hot shot decided to go elsewhere. I'm going to still go to Sparty. I'm going to still go to Kentucky. I'm going to still go to this school. And that has always bit Ohio State in the ass. You Mm -hmm. look at Charles Woodson, who's from Ohio. He went to Michigan. Right. Desmond Howard's from Cleveland. I used to hang out where his little cousin, he went to Michigan. Right. Those type of things burn me up in the inside right. when I see kids from Ohio going to Michigan of all places. Right. Going to Kentucky. You look at a Benny Snell balling out, he's going to be a top three pick, top three round pick in the NFL. And I just look, look, and I just like, bruh. But you know what? You can't that, let this happen. Right. That, <laughs> that, in a way, that happens to almost everyone. I don't know. I'm okay. I'm gonna try to say it without like. Usually, wherever you're from or wherever you do, you just get bored of it, mm-hmm. and you so that happens everywhere. Fair, very fair. If you look at, this is really gonna get y'all Ohio boys going because <laughs> I've said this, and I'm a Florida State guy, obviously. But if all the talent in Georgia went to UGA, UGA would win national championships like crazy. And now you just start going to look at how many kids Georgia loses mm-hmm. to Clemson. The Clemson quarterback, Georgia. Deshaun Watson, Georgia. Um, Charlie Ward was Georgia. Like you go all the way back, they lose. So it just it happens. Uh, Dalvin Cook was a Miami dude. He came up, you know, which is eight hours away. So that's a whole mm-hmm. like different state. So mm-hmm. it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. When colleges do try to start figuring out a way to keep your own, they'll probably win more. But Ohio does have solid players, and I think they end up better because they're used to the different uh, weather changes and all that stuff, yeah. and they develop better. You know what I'm saying? But 
do me this favor once in your life. Just drive sure. down to a high school game in Georgia or Florida, and you'll be like, man, this is road trip. My uh, yeah, this is crazy. Like, my it, military it really buddy is, crazy. is uh, from Quitman, Georgia, in the Valdosta area. Yeah. And uh, I went to go visit him, and the first thing he did was take me to the the Friday night football game. And to see that also, of course, is a powerhouse. Everybody right, kind of right. knows that. Mm-hmm. But to see that atmosphere and then being some seeing some atmospheres here, yeah. It's crazy, I man. Have to like, agree. Just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Now, overall, yes, Ohio ends up uh, bouncing out. And I, I do enjoy Ohio football. Um, it's just obviously there's more people, too, in those different states. Yeah, so for sure. Find, like, the, like with people with the – you know, we're going to go super deep. Like with factories closing, you know, right. Midwest yep. was huge with factories. People are leaving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when, when a kid goes to, I don't know, he's from Cleveland and he goes to Ohio State and he gets a job offer elsewhere. And he's like, man, it don't snow down here. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> I'm not coming back just for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Go. That's yep. it. So, like, those things, those things are real for sure. And I, I don't disagree there. Um, and and Ohio's I, I, not, a, not to cut you off, but yeah, Ohio's yeah. not a, a transient state, Fact. too. So, Lots to of really people. get personal, it's like my grandpa played here, my dad played here, and there's a lot of like, I hate to say like daddy ball type stuff, but it's just like they're trying to keep this like, they don't like a lot of move-ins. It's, it's weird, at least around dating. It's like just a really like wholesome type of, yeah. oh, my family. Where you go other places, it's like, oh, what's that kid's name? He's going to win me a game? Let's go. My high school coach? $200,000 a year. Those are the salaries getting paid in high school. Wow. It's really real. There is no daddy ball because he wants that $200,000 check every year. It's all year. about the money. Like yeah, you said. it's like, can do play? Yeah. Yes, let's go. We're up here when they're truly teachers who are just coaching football. It's a little easier to be like, yeah, oh, we, yeah. We definitely want it both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Like yeah. I said, I want, I, want, I want Ohio State to win championships. With all Ohio players, but I know that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's yep. not that's you not gotta feasible. Welcome us, brother. Welcome yeah, us, for man. sure. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. open arms. Please. That reminds me, how did a down south Georgia boy like yourself oh, end up in man. our beautiful state of Ohio? You went New England, what Miami, yeah, yeah. a couple stops, and how'd you end up in Centerville, Ohio? Yeah, so um, we're gonna have to put her on speakerphone to ask her that. <laughs> but no, uh, my wife was a. Uh, we're both wild. We were wild, like, you know, just she was out having fun. Uh, she was a third wheel at a party down in Cincy. Um, she was beautiful, you know, and I walked up on her and, uh, you know what I'm saying, shot my shot. <laughs> and then we just, uh, we were just really friends for a while. But um, I was rehabbing. Uh, I just got hurt with the Raiders. Anyway, came up here, rehab. And uh, one thing, you know what I'm saying, led to another and uh, got married. We started our family. and. Uh, the plan was to get out of here in like three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, she works at LexisNexis, and her career took off, yeah. and she makes she makes money. And um, it was I just ain't one, that bad when you make good money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was just one of those things where it was like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't unless you find a job. You know what I'm saying? And she could. So anyway, so I, yeah, I'm here. Uh, it took a while for it to grow on me, but. Uh, yeah, so we're here now. I kind of toyed around with going back to Florida State uh, to try to start coaching. After really praying about stuff, I was like, no, that's not a good fit for the kids. Just reached out to the only shot if I go back home to my high school because of the money they make to coach high school. You know what I'm saying? 
I would think about going home. But for the most part, we're good here. You know what I'm saying? Um, the thing that's really cool about Dayton is it's starting to grow yeah. finally. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're ahead of it. Like, y'all are ahead of it because um, you've been, you know, I've heard your voice for years. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are ahead of it. So when it booms, anybody who's ahead of that boom is usually going to make, you know what I'm saying, good living. Yeah, I believe so, uh, the Midwest will have a resurgence, especially um, Cleveland, Dayton, and when, and and Detroit. When those cities like that have a resurgence, it oh, trickles yeah. down to everybody else. No, it'll come up here because the thing, like, when I go back home to Atlanta, there's so many people – you don't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? And that raises the property value. So, yeah. so businesses are going to start finding those old factories and stuff like that, mm-hmm. redoing it. Um, Speedway is moving uh, their corporate deal to Dayton, mm-hmm. 200 more jobs. Yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Dope. So stuff like that. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So now by the time it happens, we'll all be great probably. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> – but we like got a, in early. Yeah, we bought our property. Now we gonna yeah, sell that's it to what them. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so not to get into like really, but I bought just like an average little house. We already got 40 G's equity just because the area is starting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people like that, you go buy a little land right now. Retirement. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you you sell it off in a couple years. When I say a couple, I mean like 10, 15 years. You know what I'm saying? But the people the who long get there play. early. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta have a little short, but you gotta have long too. So. But yeah, so that's how I ended up here, and I'm enjoying it um, until about right now. The next about four months <laughs> is when I don't enjoy it. But for the most part, man, it's real chill. Um, it's good for kids, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you don't have to deal with some of the stuff probably you dealt with up in Cleveland. Facts. Um, in Atlanta, uh, some of the stuff I saw even in the outside of Atlanta, it was still crazier than around here. So. Uh, my kids enjoy it. They don't even know how good their life is, that they can leave the door unlocked and just run around and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so yeah, I'm here, man. I'll probably be here till, till they throw me in the ground. <laughs> so, your shorties, are they Knowles? Are they Buckeyes? What neither. are they? Huh? What? Neither. They huh? don't like it. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> gotta pick one? Right. No, uh, don't say the Ducks because they got a million uniforms. No, right. No. Um, so... My oldest boy, Trey, he's about to be 10. He actually hates football, which broke my heart. <laughs> he's named after me, so he's a third. We call him Trey. Um, he's a basketball dude. Okay. So he just likes basketball, period. He doesn't really have a team. My but youngest, you said your wife played basketball. Though, she right? did. Yep. Okay, She's well, there a, it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he got her jeans. They both <laughs> They both could They both could hoop. But uh, he plays for the Dayton Airmen down there. Um and then the baby boy really broke my heart because I do not like Nick Saban from when I was with him in Miami. Yeah. And he's an Alabama fan. He's uh. Alabama and Michigan State. Uh. So um, neither uh. one is Ohio State. And they're so not Ohio State fans that uh, the baby, when we met Braxton Miller, I was trying to do this little business deal with him, and it took too long on my part. Um, he wouldn't get Braxton's autograph. <laughs> he was only like five, you know what I'm saying? He was like, he's a Buckeye. I don't want his autograph. And I was like, no, man, like, he's still cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's daddy's boy because I was coaching at Wayne at the time. Okay. So, um, but, yeah, he really loves Michigan State, Alabama. So we have no Buckeyes in the house huh. uh, for now. But you never know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they offer a good recruiting package, we, we, <laughs> we might Hearts be can bu- change, right? <laughs> right, right. Changes tones real quick. Yeah, yeah. I get into this argument with uh, my homie Ryan Drake. His son does jujitsu and he wrestles yeah, and nice. everything like that. And I, I was like, "Yo, so just say for one day, 
Michigan offer Hayden a full scholarship and Ohio State don't offer it. Gotta what you go. going to do is like, you going because yeah. college is expensive, <laughs> but I won't be rooting for Michigan. I'll be rooting for my son. Right. Like, would you wear the maize and blue? No, I will be rooting for just my a son. Black, yeah, just yeah. A, black, a black hoodie. Just going yeah. there with a black right. hoodie. In protest. Right, you know what? That happens, man. I know uh, I won't say any names in case it gets you in trouble, but at Florida State, there were Gators who just the position wasn't right to go to Florida. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They didn't want to sit behind somebody. Um, so they were Knowles, and they would ride around on campus playing the Gator uh, <laughs> fight song and stuff. I'm like, come on, cuz. You got to cut that off. Man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's just like, I got to get in yeah, so I can get to... Next level, next step. Yeah. Right. And you know what? It's funny you brought that up because that's what I hope kids stop doing is being such fans early because yeah. yeah. it taints the judgment. Yeah, too. You got to make a business decision because college is business more than ever. So yeah. you got to just start being like, look at the landscape. Who's on the team? Who do they recruit? How long you going to sit? What does the depth chart look like? And get in that rotation. And just go. You know what I'm saying? Don't be... Uh, just stop being fans of these schools because it's no longer like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like for us, we can because we're older. But if you're like a kid really trying to get to it, don't be a fan. Just look at it as a business and then pick the right opportunity. Like Nebraska, they need people. So yeah. if you're going to be – there's a player in Ohio who went to Ohio State, and he was a beast. And I won't say his name. He's a freshman right now. He had the red shirt. Me personally, for knowing him – I wouldn't have gone to Ohio State. I would have gone to another school where he could immediately play. Yeah. Like he, like old boy from uh, Purdue, Rondell Moore. He yeah. got recruited by Ohio State and Bama. He went to Purdue he because could he could get on the field like that. Right. And guess what? In two years, he's going pro. And he's going to have tons of film yep. and tons of stats. And it's going to be like, hey. He you know, enjoy sitting year, on the bench yeah. for three years right. behind because I, I know a certain guy that you're talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of older red shirt players ahead of him, and then mm. there's a crop after him, so he's going to be sitting a little bit longer. Yeah, And I'm just like, I feel you. I appreciate you going to Ohio State, but there's dudes ahead of you yeah. that know the playbook, oh, yeah. that have been there and been lifting and squatting and blah, 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 yeah. blah, all through the lines. You're going to have to wait a minute. Right. And, and actually – it's a guy on the team that went to my high school that plays the same position mm-hmm. who's doing that same thing right now. And it's like when I would tell people, I was like, he should go to Sparty. He should go to this school because he'll get on the field. Like, isn't that why you go to play? Right. You play to be on the field. You right. don't play to sit. Sit, yep. And I, and I learned that the hard way after it was all done. And um, because I'm so competitive, Fitzgerald. I love Larry Fitzgerald Fitz. now because he became he was amazing. But I was higher than him coming out of high school, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And he went to Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh man, I'm going down to Florida State. The best of the best. Then I sit behind a dude, Javon Walker, who ended up a Pro Bowler. Then I sat behind Anquan Bolden, who arguably could be a Hall of Famer. Yes. Then it's PK's turn. Then you get so anxious, then you leave early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I look back at the stats. Fitzgerald's stats were crazy. <laughs> so by the time we both got to the league, he had like 300 more catches. Those are reps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Than I did. And then look what happened. He was NFL ready. I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Even though to this day, even if he's listening, as a as just a talented person, 
I was the four three guy, six four. You know what I'm saying? Like talent wise, yeah, I'm probably a better athlete, a better receiver. Pro clearly, Larry Fitzgerald, and talk that's because that. he talk about the that. Because uh, like back to the star system. People get so enamored with the star system, mm-hmm. and they say Ohio State shouldn't be losing to Purdue because we got more talent. Right. What does that mean? Just because you're more talented doesn't right. mean you're a better football right. player. And I mean, they think that shows in the NFL draft, right. and it shows on NFL rosters. There's tons of dudes that go undrafted or mm-hmm. fifth round, sixth round, like you said, A.B. and Tom Brady. Those yeah. guys, quote-unquote, weren't talented, but they sure look talented yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. 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 Because... A dude told me, in the NFL, you're going to see some of the craziest athletes you'll ever see. They'll last one or two years. The true pros are the ones who last forever. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same with college. A lot of these high school coaches, and I'm guilty of it right now. I just lost a flag tournament. We came in fifth place in the little state of Ohio for second, third graders. I'm guilty of it because I have an eight-year-old who's 5'1 and can fly. (laughs) So when I hand him the ball, he's out. But the thing is, is I didn't develop the other guys. So the point is, is sometimes even at this age, I have to start developing him more to do other things and just like – Be fast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So in high school, coaches find a good talent. I am going to call them out, and I hate to do it. Wayne High School, because I was there, had so much talent. Then I go to Centerville, and it shocked me how— Rough year for the Elks. This year was, yeah. (laughs) But last year, the talent, even though talent-wise wasn't necessarily—trust me, it's not even close to Wayne. But the way Coach Ullery and Centerville develops Mm -hmm. talent, you know what I'm saying? They were young this year. They were young. All sophomores, right? Right. They were super young. But it's also development. So to get back to what I'm saying, some of these people just come in, they see this dude fly down the field, five-star, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That's also just because somebody created a business and was like, oh, Facts. I'm going to start ranking kids. Facts. They're I, I doing tell, it in Atlanta with little kids. I tell my homie about that all the time. It's like, you pay $10 a month to for somebody to tell you this kid is a five-star. Based off of what? Right. Uh, who says? Yeah. Right. He's just a guy. Right. A kid at that. Like a his kid. own projections. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's just a guy saying, "Oh yeah, he's he's right. this, he's that." Like I don't know. Like right. I'm I'm a big firm believer in, hey man, yeah, it's great. We got a great recruiting class. See, let me see what you do yeah, in two yeah, yeah. years. You got to develop. So I want to see a kid who's the whole package. You know what I'm saying? I rather have a four or five kid because I've seen it. I've seen a kid run. Blow by DB. All right, well, I want you to run a curl route or I want you to run a dig. Yeah. Now you have inside leverage, whatever. They don't know what to do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I already have a four or five guy who can route somebody up. And I'm just talking receiver because that's what I know. And do something, you know what I'm saying? And be consistent. That's who I want to recruit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do. Fitzgerald. You spoke about right, that's what he, right. he made and a that's career what, of that. Exactly. And that's what <laughs> you're saying with the fans just go off of because they paid. Their subscription <laughs> yep. for some dude to be like. So then you're like, hold up. Alabama has. Alabama's developing. Did you see the stats they showed last time? Oh, Alabama, that he has man. had a number one pick at every position man. on the team since he, he's been I, there. I know you don't like him. No, he's a great. He's <laughs> a great. He is a monster at this thing, coach. man. He was a terrible NFL. Yeah. I don't like him for personal reasons. Right. When we were in NFL, 
I separate personal from, you know what I'm yeah. saying? He is the greatest college coach Insane, of all time. man. Of all time. And I could get into the reason why we, whatever is, my dad died and he, whatever, cut me to go to the funeral because I was like, I'm going to see my dad, his last days of life. Facts. Saban didn't go see his dad before he died. I think he always has like a, well, I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like football dare, and everything. Yeah, man. like how yeah. dare you pick life over? You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I still love Saban as a coach, just not like as a person. But he develops. So when fans are like, oh, we only have three stars, I guarantee you give Saban <laughs> that three star. He was doing it at Sparty too. Yes, That's what I tell people. And he's gonna develop. So just yeah, I agree with you. Get rid of stars, um, and fans don't need to trip off of it. You need to trip when your coach isn't developing. To win, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, because um, the stars are BS. If I had stars back then, I think it had just started. I think I might have finally got to a four star my senior year, maybe. But I was under the radar. Nobody. I was in a little country school in Georgia, and Florida State found me. You know what I'm saying? They found me like most schools because they were going to recruit a receiver, and I shut them down mm. as a DB. I was a nobody, mm. and then they were like, you know what? There's something about him. He does every little thing right, and you know what I'm saying it worked out in college. But uh, so yeah, just the stars are stupid, man. Yeah. Just I want to see a kid just come out play. One more time on social media, man. How people get in contact with you and everything like that, man. You yeah, a good yeah, follow the, on IG, man. I'm on Twitter, man. Uh, my Twitter, my Twitter's just at PK Sam. Uh, it's like a Roman numeral two type deal, and then the website is uh, myvisionperformance.com, and everything's on there. Phone number, email, everything. Uh, if you want to learn how to catch the ball, ride a <laughs> yeah. DB up, uh, come get at me, and we'll make it work. You know what I'm saying? Dope. Definitely man. appreciate Super having you Super dope pod today. I feel like man, this could have gone three hours if we let Fact. it. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Fact. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out. Peace. Appreciate it, dog.